This is a Rooster Teeth production. Okay, this is... Let me make sure Mike there. Okay, this will be episode 40. Um, last last time we were at Hot L Coffee, and that's not what it was called. That, that it's now the, the Carpenter Hotel Coffee Shop. Yes. Fucking lame. Hot L was way better. Okay. Way better name. Talked about the Botanical Garden, uh, how we couldn't get into coffee there. Talked about Barton Springs changing. Uh, we talked about RTX, and we talked about the Kite Festival. But this time, we're not talking about any of that. We're, at, we're elsewhere. So, here you go. Good morning, Gus. Hello. Good morning, Becca. Good morning, Jeffrey. <laughs> Hello, Eric. Jeffrey. You're also here. Hi. We're at Epic. Or Epoch? Ep- How do you say it, Becca? I say Epic. Okay. You I guys say Epic. say Epic. I think it's Epoch. Oh, oh, I say crash. Epoch. Ooh, we almost just saw, I almost just saw a crash. Um, Teslas can't crash. There's a, uh, we're, they only catch on fire. We're at the Epic or Epoch on Far West uh, in the middle of Tesla Row, apparently. Uh, they're everywhere. And uh, yeah, we're just here to do another episode. This is—is is this the first time we've revisited a coffee shop? This isn't the same co- location we went to before, but it's the same same chain, same chain, same local, local chain. chain. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, at least four of these puppies around town. I think one, two, three. Yeah, is the one on North Loop the original? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, well, let me ask you guys a question. What was there before? What's going oh, on? What? Introduce the guest. Oh. I said hi to Becca. Yeah, we said hi. The woman who needs no introduction. Is that really all you're going to (laughs) do? We've known known Becca for a long time. Becca worked at the call center with us way back in the day. We've known her longer Uh, than you. Yeah, she was also the voice, or is also the voice of sister in Red versus Blue. Oh, that's right. We're related. uh, I always forget that. Becca also grew up on a small town near the border, right by where I grew up, uh, and our mothers went to high school together. So I actually met Becca when we were a little, Becca and I met each other when we were little kids, but I I don't remember Neither of us remember it. Yeah, we were like. Our moms say we did. We were like eight or something. I don't know. Are your moms friendly still? Uh, I don't know. I don't don't know. I mean. My mom doesn't live there anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think your mom was like a little older. Like she was maybe. I thought she was younger. What year was your mom born? Are we gonna, are we gonna <laughs> okay, say that? <laughs> My mom was born. What is in her maiden name? Eric. <laughs> what? Okay, cool. Thanks. What was your mom born? What year was your mom born? Fifty-nine. Becca. Fifty-five. Fifty. Your mom's older. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Your mom was young when she had you. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. I was. Uh, they were in college. They had just started college wow. when I was born. Wow. So I was. Uh, I was. A, I was a little. A little. A little guy. What are you looking at? You look I'm just wondering how old I just started college. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was a different time too back then. Yeah, my mom was like 26 when she had me. Okay. And um, I think my mom God, was, you child bride, but she was old by those standards. I think my mom was 19. Then. Yeah. When she if had she was, me. if she's the same age as my mom, then yeah, yeah, yeah. it's wild. So um, yeah, just different times back then. Yeah, like nowadays, 26 <laughs> is uh, that's what fine. What am I, a child bride? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back yeah, back then it's like man. Put you out to pasture. Yeah, 26 is ancient. Um, so yeah, we've just known Becca forever. And that's why I guess there, there was almost like no introduction there necessary. No introduction. <laughs> it's not necessary. It, I think people listening. People listening probably know Becca too. They know of Becca. Let's hope. Becca, well, welcome to the podcast. Well, Do you want to tell I'm us so a little bit about yourself for the audience that doesn't know you? <laughs> is, are you happy, Eric? Is that it? No. Just cut that to the. Just cut that and edit it into the neck. Just put that as the, at the top. We we had maybe. I'm glad Becca was here to experience this. We had maybe the most confusing <laughs> coffee order of any episode of Anma ever. Um, we we got our same things. Eric got a drip coffee. Jeff got a cold brew. I got americano, and Becca ordered a chai tea latte. Yep, iced. Iced, and uh, the cold brew came out first. 
for Jeff, followed by the drip coffee for Eric, and then there was uh, and then uh, the chai latte for uh, for Becca, and then we waited for a really long time. Eventually, my americano came out with another chai latte, <laughs> another iced chai latte, but both in for a Eric. Cup in a to-go cup. Yeah, we, yeah. We said we wanted ours for here. The second one came out in a to-go cup, and the barista was like, "They're both for Eric." Like, mm, we got it already. So. Becca took both. Yeah, <laughs> she's, now, yeah. she's now double fisting <laughs> chai lattes. It's the American way. <laughs> I would say the Americano is the American way. Ah, oh, it's the Americano way. Yeah. yeah um, I guess I'm doing the like what Indian way. Yeah. Chai. Yeah. All right. Does it bother anyone else? Is a re- like a redundant thing? I does it like that, I, first time I said it, I said chai tea latte, but it bothered me because mm-hmm. it's re- it's redundant. It's, it's just a chai latte. Correct. Does, does that bother anyone else, or am I just a, a weirdo? It did not trigger me, um, but I did notice how they had it on the menu, spelled out as tea. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just to make that distinction, maybe, that you're not receiving coffee, coffee. Mm. in a product. Yeah. Becca, when did you leave Rooster Teeth? What year was it? Oh, um, actually, it was uh, January 2020. Oh, so, really? Yeah. An interesting time departure i can't use words anymore yeah so it was like right before the pandemic okay yeah we probably haven't seen each other since then uh, yeah i i don't think we have i, I feel like i've seen y'all since then but i don't think i've I seen you since pinpoint then. Yeah. it i don't see anybody we talk yeah. about houses sometimes yeah yeah that's pretty much the extent of all my interactions with people these days <laughs> how, how long have you been living in austin now uh uh 23 years 23 okay so quite a long time quite a while i feel like nowadays whenever you meet people like let's say you're at the bank and talking to a bank like like whenever you make a small talk with someone in a professional environment the like the default question around here is always how long have you lived in austin yeah, yeah. and you say like 23 years and like oh you've seen a lot of change or you've seen it all like it's like the default generic uh it's the how's the weather talk. right yeah mm-hmm. and it's like oh 23 years like i think they're trying to gauge like where you rank compared to them on the ladder of uh, of austin seniority which may sound silly if you don't live in austin uh but the reality is nobody in Austin is from Austin except for Jack, <laughs> who, and and, he, and boy, he won't let you uh, forget it. Uh, but so it really is. There's like a, a ranking system of like when you came into Austin is like I don't know how much ownership you're allowed to feel over the city. It's really fucking stupid, but it's yeah. very it's very present. Yeah. So Michael Michael's lived in Austin for one year longer than me. Michael is your husband. My husband. But he gets more cred because he went to high school here. He oh. graduated high school in Austin. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so like uh, I was born here, but I didn't grow up here. You know, my parents were college students, like we covered earlier. So normally people ask, well, how long are you live in Austin? I'll normally say, I was born here, didn't grow up here, but lived here for 25 years. But sometimes when I say I was born here, I'll immediately get cut off by someone who was also from here and they'll be like, where'd you go to high school? That's the next <laughs> default yep. question. If you say you're from Austin, it's then, oh, now we're going to get granular. So I can see why Michael yeah. gets a lot more cred because that's the, that's the immediate follow-up question every time. Totally. But I don't know, like having recently kind of moved to a new neighborhood where I'm meeting more people, I feel like there's this need to immediately be like, but I've lived in Austin for 23 years. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we've been in the neighborhood three years, but yeah. I'm not from California. You're not like Eric, Eric here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time I go anywhere and talk to anybody in the service industry, the first question is, so where are you visiting from? And it's like, from North Austin, yeah. where I live, you know? Yeah. You just look like a tourist. It's I all guess. over you. Just every, yeah. <laughs> they can smell the Alabama on you. <laughs> I wear cologne to get rid of that. <laughs> is that why? That, yeah, that's the it? natural Alabama musk. Yeah. Or cologne, as they call it in Alabama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. We call it smell pretty. 
Um, but so 23 years, uh, and then I guess you, we must have met you at the call center right after you moved here. Um, yeah, so I was 20 when I started working there. So yeah, it was like my junior year of college. Had you, had you, like how long had you been in Austin at that point when you started working at that call so center? It was my third year in Austin. Oh, so okay. Yeah. You'd, you'd been so I moved here like right, right after home. I turned 18. Was that your first job in Austin? No, 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 no. Where else um, did you work? I had two jobs in Austin prior to that. Uh, my first one here was um, like a dental assistant's assistant, and I would like clean like assistant to the dental assistant, bloody gauze, and throw away teeth Wait, and like disinfect instruments. You clean gauze? Yeah. Well, like throw away. Okay. Like, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would remove the bloody gauze from the stall after gotcha. cleaning. Um, it was a very disgusting job, but it was easy and had like. Easy, consistent hours, and I did that for a semester. And then I was this dude's like um, admin assistant in mm. the home office, and that was a super weird job too. Were you thinking about becoming a dentist or something? Oh no, no, it was a weird deal. Like the dentist um, had a ranch in my hometown, uh, and my uncle built fences for him. And old Billy Kay, he was like, "Send her over, give give me a job." So that's the way everything works down there. The oh, hidden yeah. job Completely. market, they call it. Yeah. yeah, in the small town, it's all about who you know. And uh, what you do, like I worked before I moved here, I worked at a law office down there on the border very briefly. It was the same kind of deal. Like, yep. oh, your family knows so and so. Like, here you can, we'll, we'll give you a job for six months or something. Yeah. And then why did you get a job at Telenetwork? Uh, at the uh, call center? Was that through Jason? Jason and Nick, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when I started, Jason no longer worked there. He had just mm-hmm. left, but Nick was very much there. So, like, Nick's been one of my best friends for a long time. Like, I forget Nick worked there. Yeah. yeah I forget that, he too. He worked there for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. He used to go take naps in my car. I, I, and, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, and, and when I say work, there are quotes in my head around yeah. it. <laughs> so you would say you're closer to Nick than Jason? Um, You know, like, I would say currently I'm equally close to both of them. Okay. But Nick was there first. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was your entry point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met him very early on, like maybe two months into moving to Austin. Interesting. It's 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 weird to me how, like we're talking about like the small town network of oh you know so and so like we'll give you a job. I feel like even this conversation we're having is the is the same thing. Yeah. It's like oh, uh, you got a job because of Jason and Nick. I don't know how Jason found. I probably we probably found it in the Daily Texan or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, I think he did. What a, what a job. We had no idea. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then I met Jason. At training for our first day of the call center. Oh, y'all started together? Yeah, we started together. Wow. That's how, uh, technically, uh, Jason is my oldest friend in Austin. I've known him longer than, oh, uh, a little so bit sweet. longer than Gus, a couple months longer than Gus. I always I guess. forget that y'all started at the same time. Y'all had Jason yeah. on this, right? Yeah, he was our first guest, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, so we're going to get, we're going to, I'm distracted because there's a lot of audio texture going on yeah, in the background. There's uh, uh, lawn mowers uh, approaching. Um, That's okay. Audio texture is a part of this podcast. We embrace gritty. it. We, yeah, we embrace it. Um, this area, I, 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 I like this part of town. Um, there's a, We're really close to Biederman's Deli, which I love getting, uh, I used to eat getting food from, getting sandwiches from all the time. But it's, th- I think we have talked about this part of town before where it's like there's a, a, a very big Jewish community in this part of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I like Biederman's over here. Even the... The HEB, ha- <laughs> which it's, is it's the, like the, the only kosher HEB, right? Yeah, which we call secret HEB, right? Because yeah. you can't see it from the street. This is also an amazing HEB. It's pretty good. Always parking. You can always get in and out. It's like, never crowded. It's because you can't see it. Yeah. Nobody knows it's there. Uh, this is the one Jack used to work at, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this- don't don't hold that against the HEB. <laughs> it's it's uh, it, it's great because compared to all the other ones, um, especially like the one by Rooster Teeth, the one by where we work, oh, is it's a madness yeah. uh, all the time. 
Uh, this one's like so refreshing to come to. Have you guys been to the new H E B, the Lake Austin Boulevard? Yeah, uh-huh. I went like a a week after it opened. Oh man, I went I over was, the weekend. It was a little disappointing. Really? I gotta say, I was expecting two story splendor. Uh, I see. And I see. Was, the two story claim is a little misleading. Well, there are there are like three stories, but the first two are useless. You just yeah. got to go through them to get to the grocery well, store. The first one is nothing. The second one, well, the first one's a pharmacy. Yeah. The second one's barbecue, a restaurant. barbecue restaurant, and mm-hmm. the third one's the actual grocery store. Uh, I used to live right across the street. I thought from of there. you when yeah, I went there. Yeah. I was like, "What used to be?" Oh my god, it was the Randalls. There used right? to be yeah. Randalls right there, which is also great because that that place was always empty. That's uh, it. <laughs> literally the H E B is where we you parked that old car that we made all the that we talked about. Yeah, we made all the stories about. Yeah, yeah. Um, spent a lot, spent a lot of time over there. Yeah, our uh, we rented that house that was right by there, and our landlord was Maudie's, Uh because. The house I rented used to be Madi's house, uh, like the Madi's. Yeah. Madi's is wow. a Mexican restaurant and uh, local chain. Yeah, she started. I guess that location there on Lake Austin Boulevard, and of course, you know, um, now like a company owns it, but they still own her house. And the house I lived in was Madi's house, and it's right behind, right behind that old that uh, Madi's location on Lake Austin Boulevard. Did she die in that house? Is she know. dead? I think she is, uh, I, but uh, I don't. I don't know if she died in. Did the you house ever or feel not. haunted when you lived there? I felt haunted by. Roaches. That house was like <laughs> overrun by roaches. It was a, uh, it was a nonstop battle the entire time I lived there. Because it was, if you think about it, it's like there were restaurants right there and a grocery store right across the street. Yeah. It's like there were roaches and a couple of rats. It was, we were in the we were in the thick of it. Man, speaking of rats, I officially have rats. Rats. Yeah. Wow. I saw one in my bird feeder the Holy other day. Holy shit! So I saw a rat at my house shortly after moving in. I've never seen a rat in Austin, period, ever. Same, yeah. And um, it was like scurrying across my back porch and I, it was a, bar- a barbecue pit thing. Like they were taking up residence in there. And so. Ugh. Oh, I thought they were having a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna <laughs> well, if I turned it on. But. I called the rat murder squad, so they're on it. Hopefully, hopefully I won't have rats for very long. That reminds me of a time when, so we used to work uh, downtown. We've talked about that a lot. And when we would work downtown, we would all go out to lunch together. I don't remember if you were here for this this particular lunch or not. He pointed at Becca. We, yeah, I was pointing at Becca. So let the audience know I was pointing at Becca. Uh, we used to go to Jackalope all the time to eat yeah. lunch there. Uh. And you would go up to the window to pick up your food. Mm-hmm. And Jackalope was like a like a cool, kind of grungy, punky, very it's gross place. It's still open, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I think it is. Use I think present it is. tense. Um, well, it was. And it still is. Uh, but it was as well. Uh, and uh, I remember one time we... We were order, we were picking up our burgers or whatever, and we saw a rat running across all the like the Cisco boxes at yeah, the top, like, yeah. and the then stores. it made a jump from yeah. like one box, like four feet to another, yeah. and we were all so impressed with the jump, we weren't grossed out until we sat down <laughs> to eat our food. I, I, if I remember right, actually, we weren't picking up the food. We were standing at the window to order. To order? Okay. We saw the rat, and we're like... Yeah, we're still gonna order food. Like we didn't, we didn't leave. I mean, we, you know what you're getting into. It's like, true. yeah, you you knew there were rats, but you just confirmed it. Right. I, I think that's how we rationalize yeah. it. It's like every place down there has it, whether Absolutely. you see it or not. Yeah. It's like once you see it, it's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's not any cleaner just because you didn't see it do that. And it, to be fair, it was a really impressive jump. <laughs> it was. I think I had a hot dog that day, if I remember right. Dude, that was what they were best at. I yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it called? I'm only thinking of like their giant cocktail, which is the Hell Dorado, right? Yeah, that's ah. right. It was the bacon wrapped hot dog. Yeah, it was the bacon wrapped hot dog. Yeah, Yeah, that was fucking. I don't remember what it was called, but that's definitely what I had that day. I ate a lot of those. Uh, um, 
I can't imagine going down. I don't know. Are any of those places even open for lunch anymore? Like, I haven't been downtown in a long time. Casino yeah. probably is. Yeah, casino is Cas- open. Yeah, I think casino opens at like 11. I think yeah. I, th- I recently looked at I that. think back then casino was only open for lunch like one day out of the week. I thought it was only like Friday they opened for lunch. I could be wrong. I, I never went to casino for lunch in all my time working downtown. But Jackalope a lot and then like just kind of like the like fast casual circuit of places down there. I was uh, getting into a discussion with Mike Pertle the other day, uh, who's uh, like one of our audio guys at Rooster Teeth. He's been What's in up, Austin Mike? a long time. Yeah. He's an avid animal listener. Hello, he Mike. Isn't. He isn't. Like, I love it because he cracks the shit out of us. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and we, were, we were talking. Uh, he, he and I actually uh, had a disagreement about an Austin memory, so I'm trying to. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy you both are here, so maybe okay. we can try to clarify this. Um, Griff was talking about how daiquiri factories on 12th Street and like what a great deal it is to to get to get drinks there and i said oh i didn't realize they were still around daiquiri factory used to be on sixth and mike pertle said daiquiri factory was never on sixth and maybe you're thinking of um uh jazz or uh fat tuesdays i was like no i could have sworn daiquiri factory was on sixth because i thought that's where you and i went that one time jeff where we made the waitresses fight so becca (laughs) do you remember was daiquiri factory ever on sixth that does not ring a bell to me i do feel like there was some sort of like New Orleans cocktail place, but oh, I don't feel like it was called that. I would have bet my life the Daiquiri Factory was on 6th Street until, so would you I. Men- until you mentioned Fat Tuesday. But I could have sworn, because I, th- I have a very vivid memory, because Fat Tuesday was over, was what Fat Tuesday, I thought, like, if you were looking north at 6th Street, I thought Fat Tuesday was further to the right, like, further east, and I thought Daiquiri Factory was further west. Um, and normally, if anyone told me this, I would disregard what they said and be like, they're obviously wrong, but because it's Mike Pirtle, I'm like, Okay, I need to ask about this because <laughs> Mike is normally dead on about this stuff and uh, like, like, really, really knows uh, Austin. Are you googling it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm I'm looking it up, but I you just find the twelfth thing and yeah, it find... gets really hard when you're trying to find something that closed or moved. Yeah, um, I I don't see anything that says that it was on sixth. Man, I'm looking. I'll keep looking, but uh, Jeff is also looking, and I think probably more fervently. Usually, than I like am. Austin Chronicle archives. Yeah, yeah. your best bet mm-hmm. for finding stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, for sure. Does that have to? Does that happen a lot? Or you guys are like remember this place? And oh you have God. to look it up from 2008. So it's so tough. It's so, it's so hard to find records yeah. and stuff like that, especially because at the time, like it seems so contemporary. And it's not like it just goes away. No, there's no real record of it. <laughs> right. I, that gives me anxiety. Like I, I, I want to just become like a preservationist of you know, like fleeting restaurants and establishments that no, nobody really gives a shit about. Well, what yeah. are your favorites? I mean, that's the whole gist of this podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. man. Um, all my like all my favorite places have closed. Well, right, let's hear them. What What do you miss the most? Uh, fucking veggie heaven. Oh, oh veggie heaven. Oh, yeah. It used to be. On campus over there by where Coco's is. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they moved off to like West Fifth, and then the pandemic killed. Like yeah. they had closed that location, then uh, they were closed for a while, and then they came back at that West Fifth yeah, location. Yeah, it was because um, the matriarch th- had the original location and she was out, and then her daughter reopened the new location. And it, it took like three or four years right. for them to open it and get their building all in order. And then I, I want to say they were open maybe two years. Yeah. Three years. It wasn't mm. much. Yeah, they closed because of the pandemic and they just never reopened. Yeah. And that place was so good. Yeah. I loved it's that so place. It's so unique. There are so many just dishes that I will never find again. And I, I'm kind of like, my life goal is to recreate them, figure yeah. it out. <laughs> and yeah, it was a vegan place that was, uh, it was Asian themed. It was just an enormous menu. I feel like they had over a hundred items on I, the menu. I was always trying to work my way through that menu. And mm-hmm. it, I, I, ne- I didn't get halfway through it uh and it's like everything was always so good there 
Yeah. And I also miss uh, bonsai, which oh. was the first place I ever ate sushi in my life. It used to be on the drag. Oh, I was, oh, I was thinking, wasn't bonsai yeah. also by the Easy's where Rudy's yes. is now on yeah. the one? Yes. Okay. It, so it closed. It was a very similar story. It was on the drag. It closed. Um, and then a few years later, it came back on Lamar by, by Easy's, which mm-hmm. is now Rudy's. And so it got bought out in that Rudy's transition and closed down. Now it's Did y'all like Easy's? No. I only, went there, I only went there once and I didn't like it. No. I only went there once and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a chain. I thought there was also Easy's in San Antonio, I if I like remember there right. Was. Yeah. 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 They had I, salads that were pretty good. Yeah. I had a milkshake that was okay. Yeah. I mean, it was burgers just, you know, and shit. It was, it, was, it was food. Yeah. <laughs> it was food. Yeah. Not, not one of the restaurants you miss or lament. No. It's passing. No. I miss Ruby's Barbecue. Um, I didn't like that place. You didn't like Ruby's? No. It was, like, was just like, I, it was the ambiance. Yeah, me, North honestly. Campus right by 30th. Let yeah. me guess, you ate there a lot when you were probably at UT. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's, uh, isn't that like Steel City Pops now or something? No, no. it's oh, that Sipfa, then, which is the shit. Is it? Yeah. I've been meaning to try it's it. It's like kind of the same building. There's like a trace. You get a whiff of yeah. old Ruby's vibe. Um, it's good. That place is awesome. I've been meaning to try Sipfa, but it, going anywhere near campus is always such a nightmare yeah. with parking and whatnot. The last time I went to Ruby's and why I said I wouldn't go back is because I ordered some food and a Diet Coke and the guy berated me for getting a Diet Coke because of aspartame and <laughs> As how it was going to kill me. I'm and he didn't want to sell it to me. And I'm like, it's your fucking <laughs> job. <laughs> Give yeah, me, I, I, I listen, funny. I'll worry about me. <laughs> yeah. I had my, so uh, drink my Diet my, goddamn Coke. I had my graduation party there. Really? Did you really? Yeah, my college graduation Thanks for the party. Invite. Yeah. I, you probably were invited, honestly. Um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was a, a deal like uh, the guy I dated all through college and a few years after college, he and his brother worked there for a long mm. time. And so they were really close with the owners. And like, I'm pretty sure that Tom Micklethwaite, Micklewaite? Yeah. M- yeah. Yeah. Worked there too oh. with them. It was, was like. Micklewaite's Mikkel- Mikkel- way better than Ruby's. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Was your boyfriend ever a dick to people about Diet Coke? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah, those are those are classic spots. I can't think of the last time I thought of Ruby's. I think I only ever ate at Ruby's two or three times. It wasn't like a regular thing. Again, just because mm. parking by campus. I'm not is really such a big nightmare. on barbecue anyway, so like you know, mediocrity was chill with me in that. <laughs> but um, they had a really good ch- like spicy chopped brisket or chopped beef sandwich that I would always get. And I, I just remember <laughs> one time I was eating it and someone made me laugh and I kind of snorted and I snorted spicy chopped beef into my sinus <laughs> cavity and it was just living in there and i had to go out into the parking lot and like blow a snot rocket and it came out and it, oh. it was much better but that was yeah that really lives in my brain well it's funny i have a similar memory i uh years ago, yeah when i lived at the metropolis down in south austin we were probably all still working at tni at the time we were um we had all some of us had gone out to the salt lick out in driftwood and you could do like all you can eat barbecue and like the sides and everything and great time went home then like later that night woke up like at three or four in the morning with food poisoning and had to run to the bathroom and vomited and it was like so violent but i had eaten so much of the um the solid barbecue sauce Mm -hmm. that it was almost a pleasant experience (laughs) like it smelled okay and i had like a whole bean shoot out of my left nostril And I was like, no, that was the most God. pleasant vomiting experience I've ever had. So like, it was not that bad. Do you remember the time, it was right around then, that we went and we got drunk for lunch at that Rudy's. We didn't mean to, but we got like drunk. And we couldn't go back to work, and we had to chill out at your place for a while and take a nap. And then we woke up, and we were so embarrassed that we got drunk at lunch. We got drunk again. 
<laughs> to like bury the feeling. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was it, this was at TNI? In the same yeah. day. Yeah. We got dry. We were thinking like we just got drunk well, twice in the same day. Well, I, it's easier the second time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I remember, yeah, like feeling, it's like that feeling where you're starting to feel hungover and then uh, you start drinking more. You're like, oh yeah, now, now I feel way better. And it's it's not much to tip the needle back in that direction. Um, yeah, man, I thought about I hadn't thought about that memory in a long time. Did y'all eat at the Wan Fu on Oldtorf? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> with the yeah. wet carpet. Hell yeah, yeah, that's the one place in my life I ever received food poisoning. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That's, yeah, that place was so clean. I don't know how that. <laughs> yeah, happened. it was a uh, beef was, was a little off, and I can't, it kind of tasted a little off when I ate it, and it didn't really register until the next day. D- did you ever eat any of the other Wanfu locations? Yeah, all of them. Like okay. the one was it Wanfu three? <clears> that was on Barton Springs. That was two. two. Wanfu yeah. three was a tr- oh, airport. Yeah, that's that was sketch. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was sketch. <laughs> that particular one. Uh, but no, I see at Wanfu two a lot, a lot, a lot. That one was so weird because it looked like a 50s diner. Yeah, what was that place before? <laughs> it was, it was, in, the, it was in the cursed building. Yeah, because yeah, that place, yeah, you said it looked like a like a 50s diner or like a like a ice cream hop or like a when mop I, shop or some shit. When I moved and, to Austin, it was a surfboard store. Oh. oh, necessary. I just want you to know that this is probably the most lamented place on this podcast. <laughs> wow, we have okay. talked about Wanfu 2 in, I don't know about half the episodes, <laughs> but it has to be close. <laughs> And look, organically, I brought it up. Yeah. Wanfu, like, if you were living in Austin in the late 90s, early 2000s, Wanfu was like the place. Like, yeah. like I mean, it's where I wanted to eat when I came here when I was in high school. Especially if you yeah. were broke. Yeah. 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 Uh, you only got food poisoning sometimes. I don't, I don't think I ever got sick there. I know. All right. Let's. Where. Do you got food poisoning at Wanfu? Where have you got food poisoning at Rudy's? I that was, no, that was. I, I, I don't know if I said Rudy's. I meant the Salt Lake. It was the out Salt Lake. Yeah. I got food poisoning at Starseeds once. Mm. I think that's the only not surprising. Not surprising at all. Once again, makes total sense. Uh, I think that's the only place I've ever gotten in Austin. I've probably uh, where else have I? I'm 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 sure I've had it other places. I, if anyone's going to get food poisoning, it's me. Um, you're very you're. Uh, it happens a lot. I'm susceptible to it. They yeah. say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> say it again. Sintir say. Okay. You're sensitive, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask. I'm trying to connect with you in your language. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm making an effort. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. I appreciate it. Um, where else have I gotten food poisoning? It's always hard to say because you never know. Sometimes, you, like you say, you could tell the beef is off or whatever, and you have a really good idea. Other times, like I, I have no idea. Everything seemed fine, and now here I am. Yeah. This episode of Anma is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Um, yeah, you know, we're all different people. I'm not the same person I was yesterday, last month, last year. You know, it's uh, we're human, so we change all the time. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. Uh, BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I think it's really helpful to learn you know, positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. I think that's a really important one. Uh, And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced some kind of trauma. I think that's a lot of stigma around it. I think uh, a lot of people can benefit from it just to learn how to utilize the tools inside of them to become uh, a more, uh, how can you say it, a more full person. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Anma today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Anma. This spring, you need nutritious, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, active days and to keep you on track reaching your goals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. If you're too busy to cook this spring, well, Factor, you can skip the trip to the grocery store, skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the warmer weather. Looking for calorie-conscious options this spring? Try delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Uh, They offer delicious, flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie-smart, vegan plus veggie, and protein plus. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. With more than 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Want to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of delivery emissions to the door. Uh, They source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices and feature sustainably sourced seafood uh, in their meals. Uh, I love Factor. It's super convenient. Uh, I take them with me to work. I'll heat them up in the microwave, eat them there. Uh, eat them at home, uh, you name it. On top of that, uh, they've got the smoothies are actually super good. Um, this reading this actually right now just reminded me, hey, I gotta go grab that. I've got one smoothie. I've got a mango smoothie in my fridge right now. I gotta go grab it. Uh, so head over to factormeals.com slash anma50. Use code anma50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code anma50 at factormeals.com slash anma50 to get 50% off your first box. You mentioned your graduation party, which made me think about. I'm, I'm pointing at Becca. You mentioned your graduation party, which made me think about um, your wedding, mm-hmm. and you got married in in Vegas. I did, and uh, I, I I flew out there and I, I went to your wedding, and it was a surreal experience because while I don't remember what was going on, I think the ceremony had just happened, and like the rooms were getting set up for reception, and there was like a weird in between time where my wife and I were waiting like in the hall for the reception to open, and like the cast of The Hangover just walked by, yeah. like, randomly in Caesars. I was like, is that what happened? I was like, man, that woman looks just like Heather Gra- That's Heather Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, everyone else just happened to walk by. I guess they were doing press, like, The Hangover 2 or yeah, it was, something it, it was, was out. Yeah, it was 2 or 3, I can't remember. But, like, the, the conference room next door, they were doing pressers. And so I think it was uh, Bradley Cooper and Zach Galifianakis, like, popped in yeah. to the wedding or the reception. That was cool. You never know who you're going to run into in Vegas. Yeah. I was there a couple weeks ago, and I ran into Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz right before all the drama happened on Vanderpump Rules. Crazy, right? That would explain why I have no idea yeah, who those people are. Yeah, I have no are. idea. Yeah. I don't know how you can not know about the Vanderpump Rules drama. It is all over the everywhere. I, I have not seen yeah. it at all. Ugh, Tom Sandoval cheated on Ariana with Raquel, <gasps> oh my God. and uh, it all happened. It was It's insane. They had to refilm the end of the season for it. Were you talking about watching Love is Blind earlier? I was. So that's it. Like, is that where like the line is like starts and stops with you, or what? Kind of. I mean, I like the Netflix. <laughs> I like the Netflix romance series mm. or reality shows. Um, Too Hot to Handle. I enjoy that one. Too Hot to Handle is pretty good. Um, and then there was that one, The Ultimatum. The Ultimatum is the best. Yeah, I, I'm, I want them to make another one. So they're going to. Oh. I believe it's it's in a different city this time. I want to say it's like da- uh, Atlanta maybe. Was the city important? It was well, in it was Austin. Austin last Oh, okay. Yeah, it was filmed in Austin. Yeah, uh, I and uh, I think The Ultimatum was the 
best version of all reality TV shows in terms of watching people destroy their lives. Oh, completely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. was legitimately watching it going, like, this, like, somebody, somebody, like, people, these people aren't well. Yeah. yeah they're doing some real damage psychologically to themselves. Well, that's a lot of reality TV. No, it's yeah. on another level, dude. No. It was on another level. It was couples, they all agreed to move into a hotel together, right? It was like at the Van Zandt or somewhere downtown and on Rainy Street. And they all, they just show up. It's just, like eight couples, right? Ten couples? Yeah. And they just fucking couple swap. Yeah, and they just <laughs> sit around a table and they go like, all right, for the next three weeks, you're going to live with somebody else to see if, if your relationship can withstand it. What? Yeah. And well, so also, like, also, the whole setup is um, they're kind of, all these relationships at a, at a point where it's like shit or get off the pot. I was, yeah. was going to yeah. ask, yeah. why would anyone agree oh. to do this? They're to marry or break up crossroads. Wow. So, uh, oh, so they're not married yet. No. no. Okay. And then so they literally just like pick like, I'm like, oh, you look, I like your shirt. I, do you want to go live with me for three weeks and we'll just be a couple wow. and then at the end of the three weeks they have to go back to their original partners and then decide if they still want to get married or break up wow yeah and, and i uh, gotta say um the conclusion of the happiest quote unquote couple was very surprising <laughs> to me did not see that coming <laughs> it was it was it's a wild show i'm not big into those uh those types of uh, reality shows i don't i don't think i watch any of those the, the only like real guilty pleasure i have is 90 Day Fiance, but I feel like that's waning. I think I'm 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 probably just about done with that. Do you series. think that's overexposure? Because you do. Do you watch all the spinoffs? I've stopped watching all of them. There's okay. too many, uh, and there's a lot that I think are bad. Is that the girl that was um, selling her farts? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. From there. Yeah. Because um, the, the show changed drastically. I felt like when it started, it was very. It was a lot more. Almost like cinema verite, like it seemed a lot more real, mm -hmm. uh, and now it seems like a lot of manufactured stuff and a lot of just like terrible people who want to gain exposure to sell their farts <laughs> afterwards, uh, like that kind of stuff. It's like uh, I don't, I don't buy it as much. Yeah, I kind of you don't buy farts as much. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of there with like I used to be really into Love Island. That was like oh one I of my love big that. Guilty. Oh my god, and I'm kind of burned out on it because I watch all of Australia and all of UK and all. Oh of my America. god, I'm thinking of a different show, Temptation Island. Temptation Island is. Temptation Island's fantastic. It's second only to the Ultimatum, except the latest season was a real stinker. Yeah. I think they're having trouble casting. But so here's an old Becca story. <laughs> oh no! Okay. <laughs> we went to a. This is, I, I remember a prank I played on you one time. <laughs> uh, we went to a convention in Florida, in Orlando. Do you remember this? It was oh, yeah. me, it was my first you. One. It was your first convention. It was me, <laughs> you, Bernie, and Nathan Zellner. That was uh, mm -hmm. it was a wild, wild combo. Uh, these guys. It's a weird combo. <laughs> weird combo. What event was it? Uh, it was. Jcon? Uh, no, not no, no. Oh, it was oh, Megacon. Was, was Megacon. it? Was it Megacon or was it Jcon? No, it was Megacon. Megacon. Okay. Because it was the last time I went before you and I went a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, and so we're the first day. We do a full day booth. Bernie fucks off and disappears as Bernie does, and then it's just me and Nathan. And it wasn't actually my prank; it was Nathan's, but I jumped on it. I'm we're, I'm impressed that this is. <laughs> we're about to we're wrapping up at the end of the day, grabbing the money box, you know, kind of like throwing this stuff over it. And Nathan goes, he had a I think it was a flashlight. I want to say he had a flashlight. He gave it to Becky and he goes, "Hey, you're gonna need this tonight." And she goes, "What?" And I go, "Oh yeah, well, you know, it gets dark in here." And Nathan's like, "Yeah," and you're like, "Why? What? We're leaving," and we're like, "Well." Bernie didn't tell you? And I was like, of course Bernie left and he didn't tell you and now we got to break the news to you. Yeah, somebody's got to stay with the booth all night long. And then and Nathan's like, yeah, it's like people come and steal stuff. It's like nobody's going to mess with you if you're here, but somebody's got to physically be in the booth. And he was like, so, you know, I always just like pile some shirts up in the corner and begin. He's like, no, no offense, but, you know, you're the new man on the totem pole, so you've got to go. Uh, 
And you were like, what? <laughs> we're like, yeah, it's like they leave the bathrooms unlocked. And we're like, it's like, actually, like it's fun. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's honestly kind of fun because that, like there's a person in every booth. So invariably people start drinking and you just kind of party and hang out. And then we'll be back at like 9 a.m. We'll bring you tacos. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, uh, and we just walked away. I was just feeling like my eyes were like dinner plates. Like, what she, do I, like, I can't say anything. You, look so, you look so upset and concerned and scared. I felt so bad. I, I, if I remember, I, I, I don't, I wasn't there. But if I remember the story right, didn't one of you say something back like, yeah, people get together, they'll have like a party, but you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to take part in it, you don't have to go out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I do, something else I really remember about this trip is, um, it was when Gus was doing the hotel booking yeah. for for cons, and you had us at like a straight up like super eight. Like, it was a flea motel, like so bad and you know maybe sleeping in the booth would have been better yeah it's a i had a lot of at that time there were a lot of budgetary restrictions yes. uh as to and how much I could, i'm sure i, I threw a wrench in things because i couldn't share a room yeah so oh. it was an extra room yeah that was back in gus and i were sleeping head to toe in bed still probably yeah, yeah. The be- i remember the bedside table was a mini fridge <laughs> nice that's convenient if you think about it I, re- I remember that trip nathan and i went to uh go watch the nba all-star game uh, and we went to, we just Googled like TGI Fridays. We went to like a TGI Fridays and it was an, it was like a non-regulation TGI Fridays. Was, was it like a TGI Thursdays? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was called Fridays and it had like the branding, but the branding was all off and it was really low rent and weird. And we were both just kind of creeped out by it. We we're the only people there. And it was, it said it was TGI Fridays, but it didn't look affiliated with the company so in any way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. How many, how many conventions did you do? Uh, I, I want to say like four or five. Oh, I always thought you did more than that. Yeah, yeah I was. I, I, very I, memorable. I feel like I have lots of memories of hanging out with you at Comic Con. Yeah, I was gonna say I was thinking you going to San Diego Comic Con once. What just once? Yeah, just it was once? a very memorable trip. Yeah, that was a good one. Hmm. It was very fun. What what year was that? That would have been like oh uh, seven. Oh seven. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What is your favorite memory from those days? Anything jump to oh, mind? Man, really? What is your really least close. favorite memory from the, the, the party sure when the convention closed in Orlando? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Like everything was just so fun and pure back then. That's a great way to put it. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed going to like RVBTO. Mm. Those were that was a really fun time. Um, neither of y'all went. It was just I think Bernie and me on that trip. Um, and so like I don't know, Bernie just kind of he always kind of was like father figure-ish to me so he like upgraded me to first class at points <laughs> and then you know we went out to dinner and had meanwhile he had me book time. you guys in the super eight <laughs> right? motel in fucking Orlando he was, uh, he was more of an absentee father figure <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> we had to uh um secretly hire we had Eric. to secretly hire Eric without <laughs> Bernie knowing <laughs> Bernie hated him so much that is real. Uh, <laughs> was that how, did you had you ever gone Outer country before that, when you went to Canada? Not counting like, Mexico, because we grew up so close to it. Yeah. Oh, you mean like just international yeah. travel? No, I'd been um, to France. Okay. Yeah. And like the Bahamas, if that counts. Oh, yeah. No, that <laughs> yeah. absolutely does. Well, Canada is like American France. Yeah. And I'd been to Canada before, too. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Well, I guess so, because yeah. we speak French. Yeah. 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 Like- we went to Montreal a few years ago. That was a good trip. Dude, Montreal's awesome. Yeah. It's a really pretty. It looks very European, very yeah. old world. It felt... Like I, it's kind of like going to Hawaii and feeling like you're in Japan yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it felt like didn't have to travel that far to get the, the general essence. Interesting. 
Uh, I've never been to Montreal. I've always wanted to visit, just haven't gotten around to it. I think the only place in Can- oh, I've been to Edmonton and Toronto. Uh, and Niagara Falls because I drove there. And you've from. been to Vancouver, right? No, I've never been to Vancouver. <gasps> really? I was on really? a visit Super there too. Yeah. Awesome city. Oh, you never went and visited Luke McKay or any of never. You know. I was supposed to go to Vancouver once for uh, a Rooster Teeth event. Yeah. I went to that. Uh, yeah. But like the night before, I got a phone call from Matt telling me not to go and I had to go to like LA to film a commercial instead. Uh, that, that, that makes sense. Uh, it was like one of those last minute commercial deals. I ended up having to go. I think Matt went to Vancouver. It's, I think I think Matt just wanted to go to Vancouver. <laughs> he took my Vancouver trip. <laughs> Why did I ever think about this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Do you remember what the commercial was? No, I don't. It, it would have been NFL or NBA. Probably. It was probably an NBA commercial. Oh, yeah. you know what? I have two memories that stand out. They were really, really, very just like it was living a, a weird. Like star started life, which was one going to uh, Seattle for the Halo Three launch, uh-huh. and then the other was I, I think you were there. I don't know if you were you being Jeff was there. I don't think Gus went um, when we went to um, Richard Garriott's house for that party. Oh, I was not there. Shit, I forgot we did that. And Jack went, I think, and Bernie, right? And Bernie and Jason. Yeah. yeah. What was this? It was, like there was some like video game archive museum thing opening. Yeah, uh, and, and he had funded it, and he had a party. And they had a party and like an auction. Was it at his castle? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. it was at his castle. Like, if you don't know who Richard Garriott is, he's a uh, he's a video game creator yeah. who uh, is, is, created the Ultima series. Yeah, he created the Ultima series. He's super influential. He's famous. Uh, we had him on Archie podcast like. Eight years ago now, nine years yeah, ago. Yeah, he went to space recently. Yeah, yeah. he's one yeah. of the people who made video games what they are now, right? And he had a game called Tabula Rasa, I think, yes. that, yeah. that was, was launching yeah. around that time, too. And we went to go to, yeah, to see that video game museum. And I remember Bernie bought some some stuff from the auction he was very excited about. Yeah, because he was a like huge, original, huge Garriott fan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in fact, that stuff that he bought, we showed to Richard Garriott when he came on RT Podcast, which was like 10 years ago now that I think Oh, really? About it. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> and like rem- reminisced about it. Remember this? And he had a really cool castle out like west of in West Austin that was like he had the the Globe Theater built yeah. to scale in his yard and a bunch of like I don't know it's like it looked like a fucking Ren fair out there. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I, he wore a cape at this party. I do recall that. Yeah. It, like he was a. Uh, I think people forget that, but it was like he was such a huge figure in Austin for so long. Like he yeah. would have big Halloween parties too out yep. at his castle. Yeah, they were like legendary. Yeah, and uh, just. Doesn't do them anymore, you know. I don't. I don't know if the castle's even still out there at this point. I, I, I feel like I looked it, it up not that long ago, and it is. I think he still lives there. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like one of those people who was like a really larger than life local figure. Yep. Uh, who I think just kind of like stepped back from the limelight, so people don't think about He's him. Still step rich back, as yeah. hell, but yeah. just chilling. Yeah. He went to, I mean, he paid to go to space. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's got to go to space money. He went. He went with the Russians, right? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, that was him. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big damn deal. It was like $65 million or something to go to space or something ridiculous like that. So So I was reviewing my bucket list last night. It's a note on my phone. Um, (laughs) It just came up like randomly. It had a a word that I searched for. Um, And it was like very basic. It's like maybe like five things, right? And it's like be on the Rooster Teeth podcast. Checked off. Um, (laughs) uh, Go to a bar or bat mitzvah. Never done it. It'll happen soon enough. Uh, so invite me if you're out there. We're, uh, we're, we're in the right part of town. We covered right? that earlier. Um, and, you know, some other bullshit. And then it was uh, go to space is my, my final one. That's kind of yeah, my moonshot. 
literally. But. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you want to donate to Becca's Go to Space Fund, she needs about sixty five million. <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe it'll become more it, of a commodity. Yeah, it, when I'm like eighty. Yeah, in a couple of decades, it'll be way cheaper. Yeah. it'll be a couple hundred grand. Did you guys see that uh, Virgin Orbit filed bankruptcy? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess just being a billionaire uh, entrepreneur isn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going going to space is expensive. I mean. It's way up there. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's nice. how a billionaire becomes a millionaire. I hope Mike's picked that up, Eric. Yeah, that was know. poetry. What do you think Richard Garriott's doing in this property right now? Masturbating. Oh. <laughs> there was no pause there. <laughs> yeah. There right you go. For it. <laughs> oh. You know, something I remember, uh, I was trying to think back to early days. I think I interviewed you for Drunk Gamers because you, <laughs> this is how long ago it was, because you were a girl gamer. Oh my god! And that was a rarity. Yeah, I don't think that was you. I think it was um, Dark Five Four Five Five. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah. yeah, he had a different website. I can't remember what it was called, but you were huge in a Dark Age of Camelot. Oh, I yeah, that it was Dark Age of Camelot. That game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got me to start playing Dark <laughs> Age of Camelot because you talked about it so much. That's like the only MMO I ever played. I think. Yeah. Do you still play it? No. <laughs> Could you imagine? No. Do you play any games at all? Uh, like. You know, girl casual game shit on my Switch. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael's been playing games with Clem. Like, they played... Um, Your daughter? Yeah, my daughter. She's eight. Uh, they played, like, Dead Space. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's super appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they, like, to prepare for The Last of Us, they, they played through that together. And then we watched it. My kids are a little morbid. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. What's, what my my they, kid was like that, too. What did your kids prefer, the game or the, the show? I think the show. Okay. Yeah. I think the show was like a 1.5 version of the story. Yeah. Where it's like they went, th- like who the writers went through and were like, all right, there was some stuff that wasn't perfect in the game. Like, let's go ahead and smooth a lot of that out and flesh other things out. And I think they really, uh, really did a great job. Mm-hmm. I never played the game because I don't know, you know, I'm not a PlayStation guy. Uh, and now I don't feel like I should because the show, I like the show. Yeah. I mean,. Yeah, I'll agree. I, 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 and like, I say that's honestly, safe. having played the game and then watching the show, it's cool to see how many things are like played out almost exactly how they were in the game. Yeah. But, you know. Well, you can kind of like when you're watching the show, you can kind of see video game levels. Oh, unfold, completely. You know, like any you can shootout. See, like, oh, here's the stealth just, level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but there were also some standoffs and some things in the series that weren't in the game, like. There's that one time when they're being chased by all those people, and they've got them like cornered in that house, and then like the monsters show up mm-hmm. from the side. You're like, oh, that looks just like a video game level. Like that was not in the game at all, even do though you, that that seems like it. Do you know that lady who was like in charge of? Yeah. The fireflies. The f- no, not the firefly lady. The lady who was in charge of the town they go the through. The Kansas City people. Kansas City people. Oh, that's Melanie the lady Linsky? from. Yeah, that's the lady from Yellow Jackets. Yeah. She's oh, yeah, yeah. Extremely underrated actress. Yeah. She's very good. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch Yellow Jackets? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, we were talking about it on, in the car. I just got into here. it. I'm really enjoying oh, it. Oh, it's such a good show. Right, half, I haven't watched the latest episode yet. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, like Succession and Love is Blind. Oh, I'm, my God. Succession's so good, but oh. don't talk to it about Gus. He does not like talking <gasps> about original <gasps> white people. Yeah. <laughs> he refuses to watch it. I live in that world already. See, Succession is fucking awesome. But it's fucking satire, man. We're down into like the last few minutes. We? Well, I mean, we time have flies. we have time to talk about the coffee and get into a couple of prompts. Uh, that's how this podcast works. Uh, so, Becca, at the end of this podcast, we usually talk about the coffee, what we liked, if this is a place we recommend, 
et cetera, et cetera. Then we have some prompts from the audience just to kind of tell a couple other stories and things like that. So is there anything about Epoch Far West, anything that you like, didn't like? Jeff, what did you think of your coffee? I don't remember what I rated the other Epoch, but I'll give this iced coffee a 10. Wow. Wow. So fucking good. It's not that impressive. <laughs> I sucked it down. I sucked it down so hard. <laughs> Bet you did. Everything's either uh, a 6 or a 10. I've yeah. only given out like three 10s at all. <laughs> out of 40 episodes. So That's a high batting average. That's so many tens. Uh, this is this is a good Americano. This is solid. Like you, it's not out of this world amazing. It's not bad. It's just like this is what I picture. This is a stereotypical Americano. I, mean, I would so I would give it like a seven or an eight. How do you feel about the mug? Uh, the mug's all right. I feel like the the handle for your fingers is a little small. I can't fit yeah. two fingers in I there. I don't like the shape of it. Well, this is an inconsistent mug. Yeah. Oh. Does yours have branding on it? Because mine does. Yeah, it does. Oh, it's different branding. Okay. I can't believe they were established 2006. I always feel like they've been around way yeah. longer than that. No, I like because they weren't they weren't a, a college place for me. I graduated okay. in 2005. Ah, uh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, what about you? How's your, uh, uh, your chai? It's, it's excellent. Yeah, it's um I want to say almost a ha- like a homemade chai. Like there's a, a residue, a powdery residue of chai. It's lost in this out cup. of it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You see how she didn't say chai tea? That's a pro. Yeah. Right there. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'll give this. Um, I think a nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Check out Epoch. Epic. And honestly, my feedback is mainly about the ice. Like it's got good ice. I was eyeing it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, drip coffee's great. I mean, it's a great cup of coffee. Hot in a big mug. Uh, like a nine. It's decent a, handle on yours. Yeah, absolutely. I got a I got a good mug. Uh, it's what happens when you get the big drip, baby. Um, couple of prompts. Uh, had some people write in. This is the uh, the name of the podcast. We found out is uh, Gus named it. It's Anarchy Me Anything. It's from a dream. That Gus Are had. you fucking? You, you revealed it for well, real? Yeah. Someone guessed Someone it. Someone guessed it. Wow. I know. Someone Can you believe ge- it? No. I know. I know, right? There was analytics and data that went into it. So uh, they now, used AI. Yeah. <laughs> now, instead of guessing the name, we just have people send in prompts about anything. We've answered, where were you when Michael Jackson died? <laughs> we talked about, I think, the 2008 financial crisis. We've kind of gone everywhere. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Before you ask the question, I do want to point out, uh, you, you, t- you talk about Michael Jackson dying, made me think about the latest Bobby Fingers video, which everyone should watch if they haven't oh, right. seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, it's a YouTube channel uh, where this guy makes um, dioramas, and he's mm-hmm. only made three videos. The third video is uh, uh, him making a diorama of when Michael Jackson's hair caught fire <laughs> during the Pepsi commercial. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one is Mel Gibson's DUI. Uh, and the second one is Steven Seagal getting beat up by a stunt person or stuntman. Uh, they're all great videos. Go check out Bobby Fingers. Uh, Not to be confused with Bobby Finger, who's the host of uh, Who Weekly, my favorite reality TV show, celebrity gossip podcast. Don't get those confused. Um, this is a question from Kyle. I like this. Uh, it, we've sort of touched on it before, but I'm curious to see what you say also, Becca. Uh, how important do you think Austin was to the success of RT? Do you feel like if you all met under similar circumstances but in a different city, the magic would have still been there? It's mm-hmm. a bold question coming from uh, Kyle, who's grown up so big in the last uh, <laughs> 15 years or so, really exploded down there, uh, Kyle south of Buda. Buda middle name. <laughs> Kyle Buta Austin (laughs) (laughs) writing today. Um, You know, it's it's funny. I think so. I think there's there's two two answers and two phases to that question, in my opinion. One, I think Austin drew us here, and I think we were all looking for a, a cool place to live, and that's what brought us here in the first place. But the second and the back half portion is, I think, once we started making stuff and we had connected with each other, we thought. We could move anywhere. 
we don't have to stay here. We used to talk about it a lot. Yeah, um, just because we wanted to maybe find somewhere cheaper. Going back to the financial crisis, we talked about going to Detroit, uh, but we ended up, we did end up staying here. Yeah, I would say I think I think it's hard now to look back on it if if you didn't live through it and, and really understand it. But there was a magnetism to Austin in the early '90s where I just like it really heavily attracted certain people. Yeah, and I don't think. Without, I mean, without that, I don't know how we would have ever found each other. We were all very like-minded, all looking for a similar thing. And then, you know, and it continues to be so, uh, obviously on a different scale now that all the money has found its way to Austin. But the thing about a city, this city, was that it it nurtured entrepreneurial spirit in a way that no other place I've ever been has. And so it felt, everything felt infinitely possible in Austin, I felt yeah. like, because the city and the people were on board and supported it. It was easy. Yeah. I always said, you know, living in Austin is easy. Used to be. It used to be. <laughs> now it's expensive. These days, not Fucking so much. A. Yeah. Like, it really breaks my heart to think that there are people moving to Austin who don't have friends, who, like, live in, like, a dilapidated house next to Starseeds with, like, a pentagram carved into the floor. Like, those oh, days yeah. are gone, you and I love about the, those days. <laughs> you talking about the vampire store? <laughs> <next to> the <laughs> no. <Starseeds? laughs> oh. It was, like, a legit house. It had, it had like, a gimp closet. Yeah. Just, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, even though Becca and I, sorry, Jeff, even though Becca and I did not grow up in the same small town, we grew up in small towns close to each other, and I feel like... When you're in Texas and you live in a small town, there's a gravity to those small towns. It's like it, or like the t like the town in it, where it's like mm. you you. It's hard to escape. And then if you are trying to make your escape from a small town like that, at least back then, it was like I got to try to get to Austin. Like yeah. I may not have mm -hmm. the velocity to escape and go elsewhere further, but at least like this is where I can try to escape to and get out of this rut that people fall into. I also think that um, I've always considered, and y'all may feel differently, but I've always considered Austin to be kind of like a character in Rooster Teeth, like yeah. a, another member of the company. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been interesting, like because you know we all met and we all came to Austin for similar reasons, and we were all working in a nerdy company. Yeah. So I mean, there, there was this commonality there that you know potentially could have happened anywhere, but I think the 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 Austin component added like grit and humor. I think I think so too, yeah. and it also it like it frames the reason for being here, right? Like it's 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 something that makes me sad about the newer Rooster Teeth employees. Like you moved to Austin for Austin, you moved to Austin for Austin, I moved to Austin for Austin. We found each other, and then we made something in Austin. But we were already here because we wanted to be here. Right. Everybody that works at Rooster Teeth now comes to Rooster Teeth to work at Rooster Teeth, and not because necessarily doesn't give a fuck cycle. about Austin. <laughs> it's so weird. And then they end up in like kind of uh, like in you know. You end up talking to your work friends, and you end up in these like uh, friend circles, and you don't—they don't really explore or see Austin as a whole. The things that we fell in love with, the, yeah. the things that are great about it, because you get caught up in this little loop. Uh, and I always, it always bums me out because Austin is, has got so much to offer people, and I—I I never figured out how to translate that to people when they would move across the country, like Michael Jones, to move from New Jersey to Austin to work at Rooster. It doesn't give a fuck about Austin, and I could never figure out how to impart that yeah. that thing that and we all love. Version about Austin of Austin is different. People. I'm sure even between us. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. What part of Austin do you feel most at home in? Oh man, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I'd probably East Side. Yeah. I might go with that. I lived there for for a while as well. Yeah, I lived there for a long time. Yeah. See, mine's like the campus area, like Hyde yeah. Park. I feel like campus, that's yeah. definitely a big difference in people who live here. St also, is like people who went to UT and people who didn't. Like, 
Completely. You spent a lot of time, at, you know, around campus. That's why you went to Ruby's. I didn't go to UTs. That's why I, I didn't go to yep. like Ruby's or places around campus, just because it was difficult to get to. Yeah. And it's honestly kind of nice because I feel like that area is mostly unchanged. Like, do you think so? Because well, at least I mean, Hyde drive Park. Down like Rio Hyde Grand. Park is so historically preserved. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That you know, not a lot of shifting there. Yeah. So. They tore down a post office. Yeah. They did. They did Dude. tear down a post office. <laughs> <laughs> so <Becca's> expression. <laughs> <laughs> I like looked at the building that is becoming this thing, and I was like, "Oh my god!" That was the post I office. I used to walk over there and mail stuff. <laughs> that post office only existed to sort and process mail for UT. I don't know if you know that. Mm. That. But that, they had like this self-serve kiosk. They, they did, but there's, if you think about it, there's that bigger post office off of like Lamar and Thirty Fifth or something. Well, it's a little south, like Thirty Fourth oh, yeah, yeah, or so. Yeah. That's the one for everyone else that little one that was in Hyde Park they just processed the mail that went to UT kind of far away yeah, yeah. we should tell post office stories one day because we got a bunch of them but it's right down Duval if we have them already yeah absolutely I was walking by the downtown post office the other night I went to I went down what? downtown for a comedy show what's the downtown on Congress yeah okay and uh, which is gone but the building is still there and I was remembering oh, wait, the, the one in Guadalupe yeah there was like Guadalupe a huge lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That one. I think that was close. That's why I was confused. That yeah. was close. Okay. But the building's still there. Gotcha, gotcha. And I was thinking about the days that we would, and it's a longer story, but when we would like fucking shove DVDs in the mail slots and then run away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd buy every stamp in the city. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we'll, we'll save those stories for another episode. Yeah. But you know, I also think, you know, Austin, as a player in the early days of Rooster Teeth, didn't feel as much of a character. That's the other thing I want to add. Where um, I, I feel like Austin was never really like, the city of Austin, as, mm. a, as an entity, was never really like supportive of Rooster Teeth. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, I've never felt like like I think that maybe that's one of the things I like about living in Austin is people in Austin don't give a fuck about Rooster Teeth. Yes, <laughs> and that's kind of <laughs> nice. Like you could, it's it's a lot easier to be invisible and uh, around here than anywhere else. I feel like because mm-hmm. the uh, the city is not into us. Yeah, and it's I not appreciate that. They're, like, that. Actively against us, it's just like another artistic endeavor. Yeah. Well, when you when you think about it, like back then, when you have like Richard Garriott throwing parties in a castle, like who the fuck are we to compete with that? <laughs> right. True. Right. Um, We're just a a bunch of assholes trying to rent a bar out for a night. <laughs> God, I went to Luster Pearl the other day, the one that they moved over to the east side. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I hadn't been there since it moved, but there's a coffee shop in there which we should go to. It's not very good. And uh, <laughs> it's only a nine out of ten. <laughs> no, it was like a four. Uh, great Don't for spoil audience. it. <laughs> well, I mean, it may have been a bad day. And they also were out of iced coffee, so I had to drink a regular black coffee, which I was not into. Uh, but I was thinking about we we tried to throw a party there once, and we tried to rent it. Oh yeah, I forgot and wasn't about it that. like eighty grand? It was a, what? For, one, for one Friday night. It was a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what we said. Hey, guess what? We didn't have the party there. Yeah, we <laughs> I think we had the party party for three grand at Bull McCabe's. Yeah, is actually what I think we did. Oh my god! Which is a bar who's not was there anymore? Was that the anymore. South by Southwest party? Might have been. That was a good, good party. Yeah. 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 We used to have a lot of parties at Bull McCabe's because they were cheap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we did. Yeah. Hang on. There's more dust. The uh, I don't know if you remember this. The one of the bartenders there did not like the fact that I had a cat named Seamus. Oh, because his kid was named Seamus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like two Irish dudes. Do you remember He's why like, this guy named his cat Seamus? <laughs> Do you remember why he didn't like it? Well, because you told him. <laughs> you heard him talking about his kid named Seamus. And you go, oh, my cat's named Seamus. <laughs> and the guy's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with it? For the record, I did not name that cat. Uh, the cat already was named by the time I got it. Oh. Great. Well, uh, Becca, thank you for joining us well, on thank episode you for of Anima. That, this was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Was a good one. Maybe so you'll fluid. join us again someday. Maybe yeah. we'll like hang out in person. Well, we let's, not, someday let's too. not go too far. <laughs> 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 um, Got to save the stories from Yeah, yeah. Let's not go insane. Um, 
If you guys want to follow us, you can see pictures from this episode, previous episodes. Send us your Anarchy Me Anything segment prompts at Anma Podcast, A-N-M-A Podcast. We now know it stands for Anarchy Me Anything, uh, which is a great dream name. Uh, on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, you keep up to date with everything there. You can come to RTX July 7th through 9th. RTXAustin.com is where you can get tickets and you can see this show. It's what you're listening to, but it'll be you can see us. While while it happens, um, we'll be drinking coffee, and uh, it'll be mostly this, uh, but at a convention center. We'll be in vivid 3D, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Unless you close one eye, then I think it's just it's two dimensional. No, it's still three dimensional. It's called stereo, right? yeah. I believe. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much. Any parting words for everyone, guys? Oh, Becca, anything you want to plug? Oh yeah, anything you want to plug? I mean, I'm sure there's not. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, if not, it's fine. No, no, I don't think I have anything going on. All right. Anything uh, you guys want to plug? Uh, go to RTX. Listen to this podcast. I don't know. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> listen to this podcast. You already you already listened to. Fifty-seven minutes. Go in. go go find someone and tell them to listen to this there podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And uh, also listen to Face if you get a chance. That's another one. Or Black Box Down. Yeah. Or Eric's podcast Face Jam. Yeah, that's that's how you call Eric's podcast Face Jam. Love your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you, Becca. Thank you. Thank you, Becca. Bye.